Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business, sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Wendy Apple. As a founding partner of Trilogy Effect, people hire Wendy to be their executive coach, facilitator, keynote speaker, and trusted advisor. She authored the globally recognized book, Inside Out Enneagram, or is it Enneagram? Enneagram, Enneagram. I believe it. Yes, Enneagram, thank you. Uh, the game-changing guide for leaders and is the creator of the Enneagram typing cards. Her life's work is helping people live and lead from their greatness. Thanks so much for joining me today, Wendy. I'm really happy to be talking with you, Diane. I am happy to have you here. Uh, we're you know, going to be talking about leadership and, and giving good feedback to employees, which I think is not only a huge thing, I think it's something leaders avoid like the plague. And I think in this new world that we're in with so many people working from home, I think leaders are even more challenged. So looking forward to your insights and thoughts on these subjects. And so I am going to start by asking you what may sound like a basic question, but what is good leadership in your estimation? You know, uh, that's kind of a loaded question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't sound simple or obvious. Good. Um, you know, I think there are telltale signs of whether you are leading well, um, and that is, are people willing to follow you? Do, it's not about whether they like you, although that would be great, but whether they respect you and right. respect the decisions you make. So I think it's like really looking for the signs because different organizations at different stages of their life cycles need often different kinds of leaders. And, you know, are you going through a lot of change and, or are you just in a startup phase or are you in a stabilizing phase? And sometimes the same person is not as effective depending on the stage of the organization's life cycle. So um, I think that uh, good leaders will often understand their strengths and know their, you can't say know your blind spots because if they yeah. were, right? <laughs> right? Because <laughs> they couldn't be called blind spots, otherwise you'd know them. Um, so, but know your challenges where you're, you know, you're not as strong um, and how to either grow in those areas or find people, surround yourself with people who have those strengths, but really be willing to be brutally honest with yourself about the things that you know that you're really good at and that generally there are things that you love to do and, um, so I think those are those are also signs of, of, of an effective leader. 
Um, so I'll stop there for a minute because there's so, yeah. you know, that could be the entire podcast is to talk about leadership. And uh, uh, so, uh, but what I would say, I'll just add one thing. Sure. Um, really effective leaders are really self-aware. And ah. they are generally working with a coach um, who can help them with that. Like they know to ask for help. And they have people who they trust, their trusted advisors who can really support them on that journey because it is a journey. It's not a. It's not like you're somehow fully baked. Um, we're always needing to be stretched and grow, especially if we're in a leadership position. And so, working with someone who can help you on that journey is is so critical. I completely agree with that. I. It's interesting. I guess I hadn't really thought about the journey of leadership and how, how someone shows up uh, or how they're needed can change throughout the life cycle of a business. And they have to be able to adapt and change along with it. They, they can't be, you know, rigidly, but this is, this is how I lead. This is who I am. This is what I do. Right. And what's really cool about being human is that we aren't stuck. That we yeah. actually can be agile and change and grow and evolve. And the challenge for all of us becomes when we become really fixed in who we think we are and what we're capable of. Yeah, you know, I remember I wish I could remember how old he was. I remember I, I I could probably figure it out, but I was probably in 10th grade and my father and I were having an argument and he said, I'm too old to change. And I thought to myself, that's ridiculous. <laughs> and I was like, what? And then proceeded to change massively, like not too long after that. And I just thought, wow, that that's, you know, unfortunate, I guess. I, I think we should always be open to the idea of change and growth and transformation and, and all of those things, because life is always changing. Right. And we can't, it's not like we can put a little bubble around us and keep it. Yeah. Away. Right. Be nice, but you can't do it. Right. And I think the neuroscience tells us that the brain can change all the time. I think it's easier, of course, when you're younger, but we can create neural connections, our entire new neural connections, our entire life. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, so let's talk some about feedback. I'm curious about, um, so many things about it. Like, I'm curious about why being able to provide honest feedback is essential. And then, which leads me to, and then therefore, you know, why is it so difficult? So pick, you know, however you want, whatever direction you want to take that. Right. Well, uh, there's a, a great phrase. It takes at least two to know one. Oh, wow. And so we, I mentioned blind spots a couple minutes ago. If they're blind spots, it's really, how are we going to see our own blind spots? And it often takes other people to hold up the mirror for us. And 
we don't, you know, we have, uh, we don't impact all people all the same. Different, we impact different people differently. Um, and, and the job of an, a good leader, um, back to that for a moment, is to be able to know how to speak into people's listening. They have to shift their approach and style often to their speak to the person they're in relationship with or in communication with, and it's it's a gift. But, yeah, no kidding. Right, but we can all yeah. learn to do that if we want to. You have to. The want has to be there, um, and usually the want is preceded by the need uh, to do it. But um, the um, so so letting people know how they impact us is really a gift that you're giving someone and done well can actually has a good possibility of being heard. And so sometimes a, a leader or boss will need to um, share in a private setting how someone's behavior or style or approach is impacting the team or impacting this person's career. And direction so you know if we don't share that kind of thing with someone we're really putting them at a disadvantage right and not giving them the opportunity to change and grow and exactly yeah so sometimes I think and, I and I've heard this from leaders, that they believe that whoever it is who's doing the thing that needs the feedback, um, that they know they're doing it, that they're, that they're fully conscious and they're making conscious decisions to behave in a way that is counter to policy, culture, goals, whatever it is. But if I'm hearing you correctly, there's a very good chance that it's a blind spot and they don't even realize that they're engaging in that way. That's true. I mean, if you're willfully um, ignoring a policy or perceived uh -huh. or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. That's different than most all of us who have these automatic habitual ways of relating to other people. And certain people may do certain things or say certain things or certain situations that can really trigger our protective our, our protective um uh, our protectors let's say we all have a set of protective coping strategies and so different people different situations different comments can evoke our self-protection and we and we aren't even aware of it because we so habitually do it we've done it mm. all our lives that's really interesting and really valuable. I'm, I'm just really glad we're having this conversation because I think it helps the listeners, you know, potentially reevaluate how they're, the conclusions that they're coming to and, you know, how they're thinking about these things. Yeah. I mean, most people's behavior makes total sense in relationship to what the, you know their history and their yeah. situation yeah. um we may not like it we may not agree with it 
it's it may be working against them. And usually our protective strategies create the um, create the thing we're most trying to avoid. It's a, it's a bit of the irony of the situation. Yeah. And I'm sure you recognize that because yeah. all done it. We all do it. Yes. Um, so, you know, but it makes perfect sense if you know their story, their history, their what's going on inside of them. But it's not often getting them what they want. Right. Right. So you're doing them a favor by helping them see how that's happening. Right. Yeah, I get it. Done with okay. a lot of compassion, right? Uh, uh huh. Yeah. And how, given so many people working from home, is there a way that you would suggest it is like the, a preferred method for providing feedback to work from home teams? Sure. And there is the, um, you know, there's the context, there's the, uh, the vehicle, and then there's the how you deliver it. So, especially because we're remote and we're not in person for the most part, you know, in a, in a, in a perfect world, giving feedback in person in the same room, you know, where you're sitting together yeah. is, is the best possible way to do it. Um, there's lots of opportunity for misunderstanding um, when you send off emails. I do not recommend giving feedback over email. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. It, it just, it just rife for escalating a situation. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, not to do that. Second, not is over the phone <laughs> preferred in a virtual world or in a non in-person business context is to do it over zoom where you can actually have some version of eye contact. Oh, uh, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, because, you know, it's this is tender business. People's egos are front and center and on the line. You know, you're generally, I mean, there is positive feedback, right? We're not talking about the positive feedback, but I'm a high, I'm a high, high big advocate of, of giving positive feedback. Yes. All done early and often. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of the positive feedback, and it has to be, you know, it has to be very um, real and authentic. It can't be gratuitous and it needs to be specific, not like, hey, you did a great job. Um, but, right. Um, so, but, but it takes a lot of positive feedback to counter feedback that could be looked at as critical feedback or criticism or how people, that's how people will take it. Uh, because we tend to believe that more than we believe the positive feedback. Yeah. And most of us have what's called a, 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 very, a, a pretty strong inner critic, uh, that inner critical voice. And, yeah. um, and so you want to make sure that you are also, you know, because so, some people are, are, are big on giving corrective feedback and not so big on giving the encouraging feedback. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to kind of make the distinction between two different kinds of feedback. Uh, but yes, in person, um, you know, unless apps, there's an in person or Zoom, if, uh, uh, you know, and otherwise I, I really just wouldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I mean, that is great. And I love what you're saying about the positive feedback, because we really, so many leaders don't think about it because 
the people are doing what they're expected to do. And so they, they don't realize that, okay, yes. And it's still that positive confirmation and it leads to more good things. People right. like to put out. things that you want to keep seeing. I mean, yeah. I've, I've had leaders say to me, why should I thank them for doing their job? <laughs> so they'll keep doing it. <laughs> right. You know, and often it is like, there's, I mean, people just glow when they, you know, yeah. when their, their boss gives them positive feedback that that is authentic, right? People hunger for that. Yeah. Sometimes more than a raise of promotion money is just that kind word, that appreciation that, you know, you did a really good job when you did X, Y, and Z, and it really made a difference. People come to work mostly to contribute and make a difference. So we should be making sure they know they are. Exactly. And what mm -hmm. kind of difference they're making. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that, that's a very good point. At this time, I'd like to take a sponsor break. The Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com. And I'm sure you know that Audible.com has thousands of audiobook titles to choose from, but you might not know about the other content. There's podcasts, Audible Originals, guided meditations. Uh, my favorite thing is to be able to listen to different kinds of things all on the same platform. I think it's a time saver uh, and it's like a productivity uh, hack for me. I don't have to go jumping from one platform to another. Uh, so we're offering you a free trial. You can go to audibletrial.com slash business growth, sign up for that free trial and then explore on your own. You know, check out the audiobooks, check out the other programs, see what really, you know, resonates with you. Interested in getting some help with your sales strategy? Pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Now, what is 360 degree feedback? Um, I'll tell you in two seconds. I realized that I said I talked about the context, you know, sort of, um, you know, where where to give feedback. But uh -huh. there's, the, there's the how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> and. Um, and that's the trickiest part. And that's why a lot of people don't give feedback is because they really don't feel confident that they can give effective feedback and that it's going to get backfired. The person's going to start crying. They're going to get angry. They're going to get defensive. Um, and that may or may not happen. Um, so, but the way to best give feedback is what I call staying on your side of the net. It's a tennis game. <laughs> and, and unless you're getting on their side of the net to see the world from their vantage point, right? So, uh, but get being on their side of the net without doing that is making attributions, telling them why they did what they did, you know, what their motivation was, blaming, judging, all of that kind of stuff. That is just going to get a hugely defensive response and you're not going to have the effect you want. But letting people know the impact they've had, um, because often people will say, well, that wasn't what I intended. <laughs> but there's a big distinction between your intention and the impact. And you may not have had this certain intention, but you need to know that you did have this impact. And so, you know, and, and really staying with yourself when you say that, you know, you don't want to, and Susie said that, and Bobby said that, and Sally said that too, you know, like you don't pile on. You can say, I noticed that when this happened and I could see the impact in the room, 
or the impact, how it landed for me, or here was the impact on me, you know, mm. and it made me want to pull away, or I just stopped listening to you, or I just shut down, or it made me, I got really angry about it, you know, really staying with yourself, and how that, whatever they did said, landed with you. Does that make sense? Very much, very much, and, and it sounds to me uh, like the the words that you use and the phrasing that you use is critically important here. It is. I mean, not for people to twist themselves in a knot, uh, trying to, you know, like, because I don't want people to get back to the point of, I can't say this right. Yeah. I can't do it right, so I'm not going to say anything. Right. But but if you can just stay with impact, when you, it's a real easy form, when, when you did said X, you know, this is this is the effect it had on me. And you, I know you didn't really intend that, but I don't think you know. You may not know. You may not know that that's what it's that's that's the impact that you're having. And then yeah. just pause and give people time to just let that land, digest. And if they do get upset or angry or cry, validate it. Don't run away from it. You know, yeah. just validate it. I, you know, I, I. I, that makes total sense to me that this would be upsetting to you. Yeah, that's so interesting. And I really like this idea of explaining the impact that it's having as opposed to the motivation, you know, why, because you don't know. And, no, yeah, and, that's inside the, on the other side of the net. It's yeah, like, right. how can you know what's really motivating them? You can right. guess. But it's a real boundary uh, violation to use a little psychological term here, but it's, you know, to just assume that you could possibly know what's driving, what's motivating them to do or say something. Exactly. And, and so, and if, and you could, another validating tool or, or way to say it is, look, I, I can see, you know, I totally believe you that that was not your intent. Right. And yeah. Whether that was your intent or not, here's the impact it ha you had. Right. So you're really helping them see the the consequences of whatever they did or said. Right. And then you and then the other piece for the deliver of the feedback is don't be attached to anything changing. Don't be attached to them receiving it gracefully or graciously. Oh, um, that's you interesting. To, you have to give it and let it go. You cannot be attached to how they're going to respond. Because if you do, you're setting yourself and them up. That sounds awfully difficult. It is. But, you know, we can't get attached to other people changing. That is the source of suffering. <laughs> Right. And it's always like, and if you would be different, we would be okay. Right. <laughs> you would just change. Right. <laughs> so, you know, and we also have, you know, have to pay attention to our part in whatever the dynamic was. I mean, we're talking in a very hypothetical way, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. you know, and so we also, there is this place of taking that U-turn and turning towards us and like, what was I saying, doing, or how was I behaving that, you know, what was going on inside of me that may have evoked their response. 
this feels like it would be really valuable in in uh, personal relationships as well. Relationships are relationships. Yeah, right. You know, the content may vary because you're in a work setting versus a home setting. Yeah. But the process is pretty similar. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating. You know, and as leaders back to that, it's um, it's really responsible communication. You know, people look to leaders, whether, whether whether leaders like it or not, or understand it or know it, they hold leaders to a higher standard and particularly around communication. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. You can't get in there with them. Mm -hmm. Which actually leads me to a question about managing conflict between two team members. Uh huh. What what what's your what are your thoughts on how to hand, how to do that? Well, you know, <laughs> It's it, often what will happen is this, you know, we really play out our family of origin stuff in the office. And so people will go to the boss to try to get them to resolve a conflict, like mom and dad, you know, to resolve a conflict. So I, the first thing I suggest people do is redirect, I, I, is redirect, send them back. Have you, have you spoken with your colleague yet? Ah. So for, you know, I really, you know, that my starting place would not be to get in the middle of it. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm hearing. That's really interesting. And um, if they don't feel like they had the skills or the tools, um, maybe you're going to act as coach for your, um, the person who's working for you, your people you're managing or leading and, um, and, and coach them through how to have the conversation okay without but, without you directing it yeah yeah huh. how, how else are people going to build these muscles and well that, yeah right it's a good point so uh yeah i would not i would not step in there but if it's really escalating and they're not finding they can't seem to work it out and they've tried, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then um, I recommend somebody to mediate a conversation. It okay. May, it may not be the boss. It may be somebody who's really skilled at mediating these kinds of ah. things. Okay. It just depends on how, right. how big this is, you know, again, yeah. being hypotheticals. Yeah, right. Right, right. Huh. Okay, and I can see it's interesting because then I was thinking about sometimes employees will come to the manager because there's something. It's not really a conflict between two team members. It's something that the team member doesn't feel comfortable saying to the other person and wants the manager to intervene and do it. Right. And again, it's so hypothetical. It's yeah. Eventually, yeah. Um, yeah. An opinion on that one. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Okay. All right. 
Very good. So, so let me circle back to uh, 360 degree feedback. Okay. What is it? And, and, uh, you know, are there particular times when it's really valuable or is it always valuable? What are your thoughts? Well, generally when I enter a coaching engagement, it's not necessarily the very first thing I do, but I will often implement a 360 degree feedback tool. Um, and I um, used to just do interviews and I'll tell you what 360 degree feedback is in a two seconds. I'll circle back to that, but okay. I used to just do interviews, but I found a really good um, uh, three, 360 uh, tool that I think is um, very oriented towards growth and awareness and it's strength-based. It's got a ton of um, research underneath it. I just find it um, hugely valuable. So that said, a 360-degree tool is getting, so this is another way of, of, of giving feedback, um, which is to get it in an anonymous way um, where you can um, get input from people who are your peers, your direct reports, your bosses, if it's a board. Um, so you're getting feedback from different different folks that you relate with, relate with, relate to. Um, and the reason for that is some people are great managing their teams, not so good with their peers, and great with their bosses. So, you know, and so people show up differently depending on who they're showing up with. And so being able to segment that out, having enough people to actually um, in each group to where you can see some sort of common theme is, is um, super helpful. And so you're trying to get a 360 degree view into um, how people experience that person. And it's a point in time. It's not a you. You were always like this, and you've been, you know, and 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 you're going to always be like this. It's just in this point in time. This is kind of the ripple effect you're having. Um. And, and so, for a coach working with someone, it's wonderful because it's a it's a great starting place to be able to implement this and then deliver the feedback and then work with someone to set up one goal of something they really want to take on in an area of growth for them. And it also really helps you see where you're strong and how people see you. You know, one of the, um, according to the research that was done in this particular 360 instrument that I'm talking about is called the um, leadership circle profile. Um, uh, visionary and purposeful is the greatest indicator of leadership success. They've got several dimensions that they're evaluating um, the person on, but uh, it has a, it has a big weighting in in how successful people are. So mm. as leaders, yeah. So you can see the breakout of these different dimensions that are uh, relevant to leadership success. And um, yeah, so. And you can, and it's, and it's kind of like a, a web. You can kind of see how each of these dimensions is affecting the other. Wow. Like a system. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Like an ecosystem. That's fascinating. 
Yeah. So you just, if you pull on one string in the system, let's say it's a spider web, it will affect everything else. So it's not like, oh my God, look at this. I need to have this big improvement plan or what. It's not like that. That's really fascinating. I, 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 it's so interesting that, well, how do I want to ask this question? So overall, Are we saying that, or are you saying that, that employees prefer feedback, both positive and negative? Yeah, I've had employees who will say to me, you know, I, I keep asking for feedback uh, around how I can improve and grow and I never get any. Wow. And, and so they don't believe it. Right. And all I get is positive feedback. Huh. So what are they not telling me? What are they avoiding telling me? You know, because everybody has a growing edge. We all have areas to grow in. Sure. For the rest of our lives. Yeah. So being able to um, give that gift to somebody is really important. And I don't really um, recommend waiting till the annual review. <laughs> oh, so glad you just said that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not, you know, it's, I'm not big on the annual review for, uh, per, you know, to be quite honest. Um, but I don't off, I don't always recommend giving it right in the moment either. Cause sometimes you're being triggered and it may not be about the other person. Um, so ah. I, yeah, so sometimes it can be about you, not them. <laughs> and, uh, so I recommend a little like separation between the event and the feedback, but not a, not a ton. Um, because often you don't, you don't want to give people feedback in a group setting, if at all possible. Yeah. Now you may have to stop action on somebody who's doing something, um, potentially dangerous or harming in the moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it may not involve feedback, but it may be stopping action and finding a, uh, a graceful way to stop action because, you know, as a leader, also your job is to create safety for your team. And if they're right. not in a psychologically safe environment, meaning you're not going to be attacked by team, team members or, um, you know, throw, you know, things thrown at them or whatever could happen, you know, uh, you, the leader has to step in. But a, a, apart from that, I recommend doing it in the confines of an office um, and, you know, separate from the rest of the team, you know, where, um, but, you know, relatively closely related to when the, um, event occurred. Does that make sense? Definitely. Yes, it absolutely makes sense. And will you talk some about why you feel this way about the annual review? I think this is so important. Yeah. So everything gets backloaded on the annual review. Um, in other words, you could be underperforming all year <laughs> and you don't find out about it to the annual review and what's going on in your mind, whether it comes out your mouth or not is, why are you waiting to tell me now? I could have yeah. changed. I'm now not getting that bonus, that raise, that promotion. Yeah. Or I had no idea I was doing a good job and I've been kind of wondering and felt disengaged and you know, and, and unmotivated. And now you're telling me that, you know, I've done this well and that well and that well, and you, you see me as a potential for this position. Like, I wish I had known that. 
that would have really yeah. motivated me. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why. Did that answer your yeah. question? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you brought it up because I, I, I totally agree with you. I, when I do leadership trainings, I will say you need to be communicating with people in real time. Waiting makes no sense. You are just inviting them to make the same mistake over and over again, which is going to fall back on you, not them. Mm -hmm. You know, like nothing good comes out of that. And if you really want them to continue to do good work or stop doing things that are counterproductive, you got to tell them. Mm -hmm. It's crazy making. I don't understand this whole. And then some companies then don't even end up doing the annual review. So people are still in this weird limbo lingering state. Mm -hmm. Ugh. Yeah. Really glad you brought that. Thank you. You're welcome more people need to embrace that whole idea. This whole idea of, you know, giving feedback. This is really, Wendy, I, I have so enjoyed this conversation and I have learned a lot. And, and just, it's so important and so valuable. And I appreciate you uh, coming on here and, and sharing your knowledge with everyone. Will you Tell them, you know, how they can find you and what you've got going on, please. I will. And thanks, Diane. It's been really fun to talk to a kindred spirit. Great <laughs> questions. Um, yeah, this has been, this has been wonderful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can find me at our website, www.trilogy, T-R-I-L-O-G-Y, effect, E-F-F-E-C-T.com. And my email is wendy.apple, A-P-P-E-L, at trilogyeffect.com. And I've also published a book on the Enneagram, so you can find that on Amazon, and it's called Inside Out Enneagram, E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M, The Game-Changing Guide for Leaders. So that really helps when I talked about the part about understanding, you know, being able to speak into people's listening. Um, the Enneagram really helps. It helps with the whole self-awareness piece and the um, personal growth piece and understanding uh, what's going on for other people. Maybe a little bit of why they may be doing what they're doing. Awesome. That's so great. Thank you. Once again, thank you so much for spending this time with us and listeners. Thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Hey friends, this is Jim Knight, former 21-year Hard Rock executive turned best-selling author and top 10 keynote speaker. And I'm Brant Menzwar, former frontman of Hollywood's most dangerous band turned top 10 motivational speaker and best-selling author. 
We host the how-to podcast, Thoughts That Rock, where we talk to rock stars, athletes, CEOs, astronauts, and even next-door neighbors who share their expertise and opinions. Together, we tackle the most interesting and challenging topics of today. Whether you want to learn how to become more confident, how to deal with anxiety at work, or how to write a hit song, or use Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in life. We've got hundreds of episodes to help amp up your life and move you forward. Subscribe to Thoughts That Rock wherever you listen to podcasts and check out evergreenpodcast.com for more information.